Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be starting The Well of Ascension, chapters 1, 2, and 3. Enjoy! How's everyone doing tonight? What's up? Oh, 16. That's a special, that's a special number. And, oh, we can drive now. Uh, in Rafa. Um, so, <laughs> so continue on. Um, that's all. Um, so announcements. Um, I don't got any. Oh, yeah, I do have announcements. Um, so next weekend we're gonna be doing what of fortune. So back again with uh, the Ooh, final nice. playoff round for Water Fortune's Wheel of Time themed. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. So if you guys, I'll be on Saturday. No, Friday. Friday night. Sorry, okay. I don't even know what day it is. It's Friday night. Yeah, because Saturday is uh is Allie and Gus's live stream to support the WGA and uh, screenwriter. That's yeah. nice. And the rest, yes. they're, doing, they're doing a charity live stream. Hmm. Uh, the Wheel Takes is on Saturday. Love it. So go check that out. That's on the Wheel Takes is uh, YouTube. But Friday night we're going to be doing Water Fortune, and Allie from the Wheel Takes will be on that show. So cool. Anyway. That's why we had to move things around. Kudos for supporting the WGA, man. I yeah. love it. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Good times. Yeah. Um, so we have no patrons. So patrons this week, no new patrons. So uh, this episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Um, yeah, go check it out. Um, there's links on the website to uh, get the affiliate link where you can get really cheap VPNs. Uh, I can't stress enough how awesome <laughs> VPNs are. Um, so I will link it in the description as well for the podcast, and I'll add it to this stream as well later but yeah uh go check it out uh, i know a few people have already done it already it's a cheap deal like really cheap it's a great deal yeah yeah like what like three bucks a month or three dollars change a month for a vpn it's, it's, it's ridiculously cheap it's cheap that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nord vpn so they're yeah a really good one um so go check it out yes um no giveaways going on right now but there are some coming so cool. That's that. And we have a guest. So, yeah, without further ado, you might see another maybe familiar, maybe not, but a uh, guest with us, Alex from A Hero's Journey podcast. Um, Alex, do you want to tell us all about your podcast? I've been on it before. I love you guys. But um, uh, tell us about how ex- how you're an expert in all things fantasy and how awesome you are. <laughs> yeah, sure. Plug away. So, plug away. <laughs> uh, my video might be delayed just because, unfortunately, um, I'm – Traveling and the Wi-Fi is not the greatest here, but uh, from what I heard, the audio is working. So I'm Alex from A Hero's Journey podcast. Uh, me and two of my or three of my friends from undergrad all get together um, about once a week. Well, we were doing very consistent once a week and talk about a fantasy book through the lens of the monomyth. So that's Joseph Campbell's monomyth right up behind me. Um, we take a different fantasy book and go through how it hits or misses steps on the hero's journey in kind of a debate format. Uh, it's a lot of fun for us. Um, we've done all of Mistborn, uh, Elantris, Warbreaker, about half of the Wheel of Time at this point, and a bunch of other fantasy books. So it's a good yeah. time. <clears throat> Where, where'd you uh, like first get into Joseph Campbell and all that stuff? I'm just curious because I've, I've read a couple of his works. So I've only read uh, The Hero of the Thousand Faces. Um, I started looking into it when I was like 
reading about Lord of the Rings, not just like reading Lord of the Rings and how uh, Frodo is like a stereotypical, when I think of the hero's journey, I think of Frodo, Frodo's journey. So that's what got me into it. And then I thought about applying it to uh, other fantasy books. Love it, man. I'm going to have to check, check you guys out. Um, Sounds really interesting. I'm going to ask a different question, which is, I mean, of course, everyone, uh, I say everyone, like everyone everywhere has heard about the hero's journey. Not everybody has, but um, I mean, it is so typical of an indicative good storytelling mechanism. Do you feel like those, I mean, well, actually, let me back up a second. Mm-hmm. If you take books that have not aligned with the hero's journey, have you found some that even though they don't align are still great stories because of the departure from the typical hero's journey? Oh, definitely. There are a bunch of books that we find like either don't hit or hit just a couple points that are uh-huh. still, um, you know, great books. Yeah. Let's see if I can pull up an example real quick. Um, yeah, let me get my pen out for this. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I have to like pull up our spreadsheet to see. No, it's all good. I, I love spreadsheet. I'm sorry, I'm asking like a difficult question. It's making you do research. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, the it's fact all... that you've got a spreadsheet really uh, yeah, locks yeah, me yeah. in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we, had to keep a, we had to keep a spreadsheet just so we could get, um, you know, keep track of all the books. So let's see. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, have you guys read Joe Abercrombie at all? Any of his I've stuff? Read the, I've read the first, first law one. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the Blade Itself. The Blade Itself, yeah. So I think the blade itself we did say fit the hero's journey kind of mm-hmm. very loosely. Very loosely. <laughs> okay. Okay. But one of his other books, The Heroes, like we mm-hmm. we score out of seventeen points. Uh-huh. Uh, it got a six, so it hit six of those steps on the journey. It's still mm-hmm. an amazing book. So okay, definitely that yeah. don't hit. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's great because it it says that aligning with the hero's journey doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a great story. It's just typically that's the thing that is a good mechanism to use if you're trying to write something yeah. that's going to deliver good storytelling, right? So, sure. Yeah. I think our, our biggest push is just to talk about the character, right? Mm-hmm. That's We're trying to fit them on the hero's journey, and it's fun yeah. when they hit it and really yeah. fun when they miss, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, but at least if you, if you stay on the hero's journey, you know you're going to get good development. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what it really comes down to, you know, yeah. that we don't have flat characters and flat storytelling, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Good. Cool. So another thing we talked about this last week and I threw together literally like three hours ago. So it's a little bit hodgepodge, but we did it anyway. <laughs> we talked about for going forward, we do it the first book, but going forward, doing a bingo card for each hey, hey. book that we're going to be going for the Cosmere. Um, I didn't give them that many perimeters. I just told Will a lot of the semi thoughts and things they want on bingo. So some of the things are predictions, some are not. Um, but that's just what it is. I know what person like, I was hoping for more predictions. There's plenty of predictions in there. So you can't get through a bingo without some predictions getting right. So let's put it that way. <laughs> so, that's right. um, so I did want to, you know, share that with everyone who are you watching. It's also on discord in case you want to, but this is what we came up with. Uh, and I randomly, I randomly put, I use a randomizer and randomly nice. put these in different places. So dodgeball reference. Yes. Yeah. A dodgeball <laughs> reference. Uh, so yeah, some things are things I might talk about or they talk about like, 
you know, uh, Alan's talking about saline or Skostank or something like that. But there are some good uh, ones there, like Ham Dies, um, you know, Ellen and Vin break up. Uh, so th- so uh, there, there are some prediction mm-hmm, uh, type mm-hmm. things. Uh, obviously, some bigger ones, some like more joke predictions, uh, yep. some just things we might talk about. Um, like Alan talking about sailing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Predictions has, nonetheless. And it, ha- and it can't be forced. If, if, if anybody, if it's forced into it, oh, it's not no. natural, yeah. then nah, that's an yeah. automatic disqualification. You do Absolutely. not get the box. You're kicked uh, off the podcast. Yeah. Get out. You, you can't just do a dodgeball <laughs> reference because you want to check a box. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so anyway, if you want to get this, you can download it right off our Discord. It's shared on there under the episode talk for the Cosmic Reads. And we'll be kind of loosely following this along as we go through um, these, these episodes through just this book. And we'll see how it goes. Maybe doing every book. It, it's just an experiment. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I love it's these. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big uh, maybe. Um, so um, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah. So yeah, the five D's of dodgeball. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do the five D's of misfortune. Dodge, duck, it, dip, dive, and dodge. Yeah. <laughs> And that doesn't count because obviously this is, we're talking about it. Oh, no, so, it doesn't uh, count yeah. at all. <laughs> it does not count as well, Because you remember, I guess it was, was the last episode of episode four is where we had all the Dodge War. Oh, know. geez, was, you went bananas with the Dodge With the Dodge War. Uh, that was the last one because it's about the love of the metal. And That's right. Like, Gimmel yep. being like the old guy from oh, yeah. like, teaching Kill how to use use Yeah, Rip Torn's character. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, dodge, dodge, dodge ball. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Dodge these coins. <laughs> Darcy's coins. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, without further ado, let's jump right into these chapters. Um, or in part yes. one, heir to the survivor mm-hmm. is the name of it. And, and we start with a little bit of a one of these quotes, like they always do. And this one's really, really short. Um, because just says, "I write these words in steel, um, for they cannot be trusted if not written in metal." And I just had a question mark. What do you think that means? <laughs> oh, I, I I feel like the last book where like they had the little quotes and I was like, it's too early to even make anything of this. I didn't care. I'm like, whatever. I figure like the last book, we'll get to like chapter seven and I'll start like kind of piecing things together and figure it out. But I'm like, it's too early. Okay. Yeah. You know? What about you, Will? What do you think, man? <laughs> uh, going off the theme that like this is the Lord Rulers like uh, journal still. We don't know mm-hmm. if it is or not. <clears throat> but second time I read it, I was like, this kind of like has like some materialism vibes. Like he's attached to to metal and like okay. you know, mm-hmm. all truth lies in metal. Metal is the, you know the end all be all, the almighty dollar, if you will, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not good vibes from that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about the actual like words? It's written in steel. Does that like mean anything, or is it just a, a phrase? Again, it's too early on. I was not gonna. <laughs> I was not gonna do the deep dive thing because my mind will go like super like analytical yeah. and everything. Do you want me to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Get him, Will. That's what like about. set in stone, like is yeah. set yeah. in steel, set in stone. Yeah, like, okay. similarities sure. there, okay. maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll keep it light. Okay. So we'll get right into chapter one. So things aren't looking good for our dear friend Ellen. Now, now, just to give some context, it's been one year since the Lord fell. So 
So we had a big yep. time jump. There's a whole yep. entire year in between. And um, and we don't really know what happened in between. Uh, we get little context clues. It's pretty much just Ellen's former government. He's King Ellen. Um, and old Pops is coming back saying, like, nope, time's up. You had your fun. Uh, Go time. ahead and give the kingdom over to me. I'm King mm-hmm. Straff now. Uh, it's time. It's over. And he's marched 50,000 soldiers to surround Lufidel. They got about 20,000 in their garrison. And they know it's dire. I mean, they can't hold out a full-scale uh, scale attack. Um, they just don't have the numbers. I got so much anger against this dude, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Last book, this dude was like, he was like hightailing it, you know, tail between the legs. He was like, well, see ya, gotta go. And his son is like, hey, no, we gotta hold here. He's like, yeah, you should stay here. That's a good idea, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. As he slowly backs away out the picture. <laughs> and I'm like, what a, what a, oh. I, anyway, I'm just, I was so mad at this dude because he was like ready because of course he was trying to kill his son. And then it's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, now that Lord Rule is gone, he's going to bring in the troops. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here all along. It's my territory. And I'm like, ah, dude, that's, this just a weak, a weak move all around. I, I got know it's uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but I love the letter. Like, good job keeping control of the city. I'll be taking over now. Like, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> Step and side. this is the, and this is from the third chapter we covered. But uh, uh, we, we'll talk more about this Pythos. But King Ellen, God help us all. Oh wait, killed God. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, his dad is basically patting him on the back with a knife. Good job, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so the 20,000 soldiers they have, most are, yeah. are the remnants of the nobleman who did not evacuate and most of Ska. Right. Untrained. Not untrained. that great. Untrained. Right, untrained. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so most of the noble forces pulled out of the city during the collapse um, of the final empire. So all the good soldiers are outside trying to invade them now. And the scraps mm-hmm. are what's left in there. Yeah. And Ham's been put in charge of the military. He's yep. there with Ellen in this scene. Uh, and they're just talking about things. And, and it's interesting that Ellen's, you know, leaning on Ham for advice. I mean, it's almost like, uh, and, and you get the impression that it's been a year that Ellen's just part of the crew now. I mean, he even calls him L, you know, instead of Ellen, right. you know, and has nicknames yeah. for him, something like that. It's like, yeah, L, mm-hmm. you know, and, and asks him, you know, says, hey, you know, do you have any advice about, you know, all this? And he's like, I, I don't know. Kel always did the planning. Right. Uh, and he, he kind of got killed. So uh, like, <laughs> it's not really my thing to plan. I just take orders and I, I execute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and things just look bad for Ellen right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, any predictions of where we're going with all this uh, as far as his flimsy government he's created, I guess, is the best way of putting it. It sounds like they're all just squabbling and, and there's not much cohesion. <laughs> He's got this assembly that he's trying to essentially control because he's putting together this this document that says, well, he's he's talking about how part of the assembly wants to make a treaty, part of them wants to just surrender, and then another part wants to fight. Right. And he's trying to go right. in and say, whatever you guys want to do, you can't make any changes without my go-ahead. So, like, he's trying to do his 23-year-old, you know, I'm going to write a little piece of paper and take control of this assembly. And, like, mm-hmm. he's struggling with that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this guy is young. He's like, he's read a lot. He is knowledgeable for sure, but he's never actually put his hands on and done the work, Mm -hmm. which is where he is now. And, um, 
he's got a lot of work to do. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's probably not going to go well if I have a prediction. <laughs> well summarized, Will, too, because he's he's, yeah. he's book smart. We know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that only gets you so far, right? Right. Yeah, you got to have the hands-on experience, and, too. And, and being a young idealist book smart, I mean, that never works, right? I mean, I think what when the Founding Fathers created the America, they were like in their 20s, and, you know, that, that worked. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep trying. You trying now. Come on now. It did, though. No, it didn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, Every, yeah. Everything they wrote back in the uh, those colonial days was not, you know, influenced by interpretation, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not at all. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh okay. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ellen's really just worried that the assembly is going to vote to surrender the city, and he's trying to stall and try to figure out a way. So, I mean, you get—it hasn't really laid out exactly how this government system works because obviously he's king, but he doesn't have full autonomy because he's worried about what the assembly votes. So, it's—it sounds like a parliamentary monarch as as the best way of probably putting what this is. I mean, obviously they have an assembly of officials. It doesn't say whether they're elected or not. Uh, we're not getting into all of those details, but there's definitely this group of 25 individuals um, and then Ellen as their king. But obviously he has some, you know, authority like parlay with the other leader and stuff like that. You know, he can talk mm-hmm. things he can do with their, I want to use the word constitution, but whatever their governmental document is. But like I said, it hasn't laid out. We're just getting a little bread comes, comes around how all this works. Yeah, are we calling Ellen Hamilton now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, a take. that's a take, by the way. That is a take. All right. That means. Uh, he's... Oh, no. <laughs> Man. Oh, okay. I just uh, went in deep. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just really scared. I mean, obviously, they probably should be. Um, you know, these are the people who have oppressed the ska for millennia. Yeah. And now they're marching back with their trained armies, um, and, and rightfully so, they're they're terrified. Right, which is I expected that at the end of the last book. I mean, when you mm-hmm. have someone who has been running things as long as he has, with basically um, unchallenged power, and then they're taken out, the vacuum that that creates is something that is enormous and immeasurable. Um, yeah. And and of course, I mean, now it's. The fighting for power now is, is I mean, there, there is no way to assume, you know, how to run things now going forward because there was never a contingency plan. Right. What happens if the Lord Roy gets killed? I mean, never, yeah. never been discussed. Right. So now it's just like a free for all. And put on my history nerd hat. I mean, the best way I can think of, if you think of like a, a, a ruler who was absolute in like just domineering, commanding, and then yeah. when he died, everything fell apart. The one example that I can think of better than anything else is Alexander the Great. Yeah, where, I knew you were going to go there. Alexander the Great, I always think about uh, uh, the Khan dynasty. Oh, uh, yeah, Khan. Um, yeah, know. but it was that that was more because of because of they, kids they that they pulled too apart. Far, and unfortunately with them, they didn't indoctrinate themselves with the cultures or the places they actually went yeah. into. And so they didn't really create any type right. of uh, uh, allegiance. But, but Kublai Khan still kept on going after Genghis for a little while. Well, it was like two generations, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, where yeah. Alexander the Great was young when he died. And right. had There was a complete power vacuum and people loved him they loved him oh yeah 100 no but like after he died there was a 
complete power. Like when you oh, talk yeah. about the Lord Ruler, there being a complete power yep. vacuum. Yep. I think Alexander the Great, because that was yep. literally in history, something like that, Great where you example. had someone who is going to control everything and everyone's behind them and then mm-hmm. gone and now done and it's like oh back and it was ugly doing? yeah <laughs> what happened to the mm-hmm. whole world i mean because it was a lot of the world was was conquered india all the way to you know a lot oh, of europe so yeah. it was vast <laughs> yes so, yeah were yep, you yep. surprised that uh there was a, such a time jump or were you expecting to go and be like the next day after the great question man alex i really thought it was going to be like pick up almost like next day you know Mm -hmm. or something like that the the one year time jump threw me for a little bit of a loop i'll be honest with you Mm -hmm. um so it the great thing about time jump though is it puts us on our toes because we don't know what has been learned Mm -hmm. or what has been lost in that time period so we're also completely caught off guard, which is great. I mean, for storytelling purposes, because now you come into it, even if you read the last book, you come into it just like completely just thrown off. You're like, oh, I'm off, off, off kilter. I don't know what's going on, you know, like any yeah. other reader. So I, I thought it was great. It's a it's a it's a great storytelling tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I wasn't expecting it. Not at all. I don't know. What, Will, were you expecting a time jump at one? Uh, I guess knowing about like certain things and I've been had a couple like larger scale spoilers. I was like, who knows how long the time jump's going to be. Um, but one year seemed, you know, it was like some stuff's obviously changed. Some stuff's obviously gone down. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of unknowns. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I was just kind of (laughs) like, okay, one year, that's where we're at. Good. Let's (laughs) figure it out from here. Another adventure. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So after this, we switch to Vin's point of view. And she's, Mm -hmm. you know, she lands in the mist. Uh, She's in Luthadel, you know. And they, they, Ham asked, you know, before they switched to Vin, he asked, you know, where's Vin? Ellen says, I don't know. And then we switched to Vin. So it's like this nice little, uh, I'm like, jump. you know, she's just on the streets of of, of Luthadel. Um, and it's almost like Brandon Sanderson is doing this uh, very, very common literary thing where he's uh, reintroducing a lot of the things really quickly, just kind of like refreshers, like right. about elementary powers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, this is the second book. If you were reading this when they came out, you know, there was there was a gap. I think only about one year gap between uh between these books if i remember correctly it wasn't long but still it was a very it's very common literature too especially if it's not like a later in the series where you should know this by now kind of thing or you might have forgotten you might have read 10 books between now and when you finish the last book and and forgot some of these things so you know she's burning 10 in pewter uh she's she keeps them on pretty much all the time Mm -hmm. um and she's thinking about like you know how some people call her paranoid she says she's prepared which comes back again throughout these chapters. Um, um, and, and she's just kind of self-reflecting like how, even after a year of uh, over a year of being, of being, being a known Mistborn, even though she's been an entire life knowing her powers, she still doesn't really even know how she burns the metals. It just kind of does it. Yeah. Um, um, and, and she also talks about how people underestimate her because, you know, of her size and she looks really young and people are always like, Oh yeah, I can take her. And, Mm-hmm. And she she likes mm-hmm. that she likes the fact that it gives her an edge because people tend to underestimate her. Right. Um, so she's learned a couple tricks, you know, since last time. Uh, she hinted these at the end of the last book, you know, where she goes and starts burning uh, steel just so she can see all the blue lines, similar to how Inquisitors 
see um, just because almost everyone carries some form of metal on them. So if anybody's moving in the mist or in the right. shadows, the, the lines will move. Yeah, the lines, the lines move. will move. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Clever. Uh, you know, so you got so that predator know. tracking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nice. <laughs> and she's just sitting still, like waiting for something to move. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and she comments also the mists seem a little bit, you know, lighter that night than they normally are. They're not, they're not quite as, as crazy. Right. Um, so anything from all this review? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, just going back to how, like you're talking about how Vin is like having this internal conversation about how she is, uh, um, publication dates of the three books, 2006, 2007, mm. 2000. So they were, yeah. wow. Okay. They were like back to back. Nice. It is but, Brandon Sanderson. It's what he does. <laughs> not surprised. Gotta, not surprised in the slightest. Keep the, about keep that. the people wanting more. That's yeah. right. That's right. But I she's having this... some of the time stuff in, in, during that too. Uh, oh, oh anyway. wow. are you? This guy. This guy is prolific. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, again, I got so much respect. Anyway, go ahead, Will. Sorry. She's, no worries. She's so she's like I noticed a few things. She's talking about like she mentions how like she's smaller and like um, she's not same size as Kel and kind of comparing herself to Kel. Right. Mm -hmm. and like there was a couple other things can't really remember, but I got the feeling like we've talked about Sanderson's ability to portray like mental health issues. I got a big feeling of yes, Kel's been dead for a year. Like the fearless leader is not there. Here we are a year later. And then is, she knows she has a lot of power. Um, she's confident. However, I felt a shift back to kind of the scrawny, you know, street rat, for lack of a better term, ska, like, you know, mm -hmm. kind of questioning herself to a yeah. certain extent. Like there's this, yes, I can do it, but also like, am I good enough to do it as good as Kel kind of thing? And like mm -hmm. um, that, mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but like. No, I definitely will. Definitely yeah. do. You weren't the only one that picked up on that. I the whole time I'm reading this, she has this like this the seed of doubt constantly, like yeah, basically exactly. in her ear at all times because she's like it, it, it remember she went through the training in the last book with all these individuals. It was still very succinct training. It was like train with this person, train with this person, train with this person, get this you know, these these skills picked up. But it's not like she like, you know, really like became like the master of all. She right now is I feel like you know, the, the jack of all trades, yeah. you know, she like feels like she has enough to know how to do the individual things. She also is starting to understand. She also has abilities that no one else has, doesn't understand why she has those abilities, mm -hmm. like seeing through copper, you know, through a copper, um, you know, uh, the field. I'm, I'm just calling it copper field right now. Copper that, that was a terrible... <laughs> That was a terrible pun, a Copperfield. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, but she sees through that and she's like, I don't get why I have that capability when other people obviously do not. She's like, mm -hmm. me, the Lord Ruler, that's it. <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. like the end of the, no, wait, I'm sorry, the uh, the Inquisitors, Inquisitors. can too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, she said they can too. Um, but you know, these are some, the things she's struggling with is because she just does not understand her powers enough which gives her just all these seeds of doubt and so will i agree with you i mean yeah. the whole time i'm reading it i feel like her insecurity is just constantly like just right there like and it's you know, ringing in her ear you know it's amazing how good sanderson is at, at like 
making the reader feel that and like right. like see that is like damn man it's it's, it's, a, it's an undercurrent not something that's like you know just like blatant and in your face you know yeah. it's an it, it's it, it's it's like subtly said so that way you can kind of pick up the nuggets of what's being laid down without without it being overt which yeah. i appreciate yeah i just while we were like talking about kind of then in this this one area i was like that was that was a big thing that i picked up on mm-hmm. yeah good catch on that will i mean you know yeah agree with you 100 percent. definitely yeah. And so then she goes ahead and gives the bat signal of flipping the coin into the middle of the square. You know, that's her little. little, little Sorry, it went Batman. Yeah. <laughs> her little, little signal. Uh, she pushes a yeah. coin out and clinks, and then one of the shadows moves. And it's, uh, it's Osir, uh, who we better known as, um, as Lloyd Renew, uh, the, the Condra. Uh, Osir is his actual real name. Um, oh, what's his actual name? Because I, f- I feel like, again, Orsir. I'm doing audio. Orsir. Orsir. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, f- I wrote it down. I was like, is it Orsir? And I was like, I didn't Orsir. know if I'm getting it Orsir. right. Yeah, Orsir. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, and he immediately asks you, did you find what you're looking for? And she says no. Um, and we get a little bit of backstory that she's been looking for this mysterious person called the that she calls the Watcher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's uh, and she can't really figure out what he's about. Like at first, she thought he's an assassin. He's obviously misborn. She, she's had multiple run-ins with this 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 person, um, and never got close enough to figure out, you know, even if it's a boy or girl. I mean, I don't think he, he, I think she assumes it's a boy. Says he, but but doesn't really even know. It's just this mysterious figure that he never really get close to, but watches her all the time. Yeah, and um, and thought thought it was an assassin coming after 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 ellen but um seems to have no interest in ellen at all it's just really just testing her more than anything else and not sure if he's trying if he's friendly or not or you know it's kind of these all these questions coming up like right who is this person um you know i got some uh, robert jordan vibes on this one (laughs) (laughs) because you know there's that one book you know where there's like this like mysterious character and he shows up in the Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's watching. Spoilery, yeah, he's watching but, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway. Yeah, I could I couldn't help but think like what would Kel do? Like would Kel let this person just like linger around, like no. and like sketch them out and slice and dice and he'd be gone. Like this is this is the you new age what, of Finn. You know what Cavalier Kel would do? <laughs> Be gone, be gone. <laughs> Vin's like, uh, we'll see what's going on. I'm right. Like, yeah. 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 No, Kel would come out full, oh, full on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Watcher's really just a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> just peeking in through the window, the open balcony door. That's right. That's right. Fucking creepers, man. <laughs> He's just like looking. <laughs> And I creep, yeah. So as they're talking, they're going through all. You know, they just basically just started talking, and all of a sudden, a ton of coins just burst through, like at at Vin, and shoot through the mist at her, and yeah. and we cut the end of the chapter because she felt a disturbance in the force. Yeah. Just- Oh, shit coins <laughs> shit so we, coins that's a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> that's a t-shirt merchandising is shit dot 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 coins, coins. We, need a, we need a spreadsheet i know we need a t-shirt spreadsheet we do need, 
Where's all, our merchandising the, people at? <laughs> they're, they're, isn't uh, uh, is isn't tree 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 yeah tree, tree's in there uh, yeah sorry yeah. tree sorry tree <laughs> poor thing <laughs> oh, sure. please, please. Um, yes please uh, I love it I'm sorry <laughs> and that's what in this chapter so I mean I because I, you guys can read through chapters I'm assuming you guys just continued on without and stopped there but uh um. I mean, when you read that, did did you think it was the watcher? I mean, that's kind of how it, it it kind of. I didn't go there immediately. Okay. I felt like the the watcher, the watcher to me sounded like this like uh, ominous force. Okay. You know, who's mm-hmm. like kind of like you know trailing, tracking, surreptitious, all those things, and I was like, somebody throwing coins at. You know, I was like, that doesn't sound like his uh, his mo. So I was like, ah, I don't think this is that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go there immediately. I thought it was like, okay. and of course, I mean, they're being, a, you know, they're getting ready to, you know, basically have contact with this army. And I was like, it's probably related to that mm-hmm. more so than this Watcher character. Yeah. Um, because nothing so far, by the way, at that at that point in time, where we're at in the book, nothing was said that gave any indications of the allegiance of this watcher person either. So I wasn't like, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. You know who this watcher person is. We just know they are an entity an unknown. And I just left it at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I was like, Oh, there's a person creeping around. Let's keep reading to find out more. There you go. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I don't know. But so obviously me and you will, we're in the same boat. I was like, (laughs) Uh, I need some more evidence. Yeah, to there's going to be more. We'll keep reading. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> yep. there you go. Anything for chapter one that we maybe breezed over and didn't discuss that? No. Okay. I wrote down the question, literally, who is the watcher? You know, mm-hmm. that was about it. Dot, I dot, dot. Didn't yeah. write more. Yeah, it literally is dot, dot, dot on my iPad. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. The ellipses, yes. Sounds good. We can go ahead and move right on to chapter two if you guys are ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So chapter two, just action right away. Uh, Vin reacts immediately, pushes the coins aside, uh, yells to a seer to go run, you know, get out of here. Yeah. Um, more coins start to shoot at her. Uh, and then she identifies, you know, she's trying to find out where they're coming from, but she identifies them uh, pretty quickly. That's eight men. Um, they're all mistings. Um, and, and right away, she kind of um, figures out what they all are. I mean, so there's four thugs in front. So pewter arms. Uh, two coin shots, uh, of course, they're steel pushers, and one lurcher, um, and that's someone who pulls iron, you know, uses iron to pull. He has a shield with him. Right. And the other person, she f- assumes must be a smoker because she didn't s- sense them coming. So obviously, right. he's just, you know, a- any crew would have a smoker with them anyway. So um, I appreciate the explanation too, because it's always, again, we're new. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I, I appreciate the repetition so that way I can continue to get. To the point yeah. where it's just like automatic, but right now it's like I need the explanation. There's a couple I've gotten used to: yeah. pewter, iron, steel. Lurchers, so we, have, we haven't dealt with a lurcher yet. I don't think uh, in the we fr- did the first book. Um, oh, in the first book we did. Okay. It, it, we did, um, but it was like one time briefly, and mm-hmm. it, now once it was said again, then it was like okay, click. That's what it was. But yeah, yeah, it's not. Damn, I, I completely missed that. I thought it, this was the first time. It might have been when Kel invaded. Uh, um, yeah, 
I feel uh, like the was, venture to steal the ATM yeah. very beginning of I thought, very, it might have been a lurch in that group. That this is not the first time I've heard the, the phrase though. I, I know that for a fact. I don't know where. I think lurchers are harder to use like in combat or to understand like what they're doing. So they're not mentioned as often. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. It makes perfect sense. You say that. Yeah. You got watchers and lurchers and creepers. (laughs) And creepers. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hamburglers. But I like, I like how, I mean, I think we kind of glossed over it, Alan, just, but like how, Mm -hmm. Sanderson doesn't doesn't just say like oh yeah we're pushing and pulling on coins like he because I, I feel like the way I read it Vin was like there's eight people I don't know what all they do but then they mm-hmm. have these little interactions like some coins yeah. she's like okay there's some coin shots and then you know some happened and she was like all right there's some thugs and this and that and like through those different mechanisms that were used. Mm-hmm. Um, she was able to deduce what each one was. Right. And that helped me as a reader kind of refresh my mind of like, okay, that's how these things work again. I know we've been through and through this with book one, but like, it's nice yeah. to like start off the new book. Right. With that whole, uh, it, it was even, interesting. Even their pattern, I guess, or their formation coming towards her, you know, the four thugs in front that obviously are your strong infantry guys, the two right coin up. shots are on the flanks, the lurcher and the smoker in the back kind of guarding the backside. Yeah. Um, it's it, a game of chess. It's yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> yeah, it explains the formation that they're coming towards her. And it's, it's, it's a assassination squad and attack formation. Um, yep. So, um, you know, and, and she's kind of using her abilities to, to kind of, it's a chess game. I mean, that's how it is whenever you're doing elementic battle. Um, she's trying to make them think that she's trapped, trying to give that um, impression um, yep. and, and wait until one of the thugs gets close, you know, and, and goes into full attack mode um you know she pushes uh some of the coins that were thrown at her at towards the thug but the immediately the the lurcher pulls all those coins away his shield or whatever and mm-hmm. and, and fall down and um but yeah it goes into this whole battle scene so i mean i'm not going to go into play by play of what happens but um um I no, mean, Alan, do you, a reenactment, please. Reenactment. All right. So <laughs> I, I think if I can actually read, I didn't write down the entire play on play, so I don't know exactly. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. <laughs> I know the first one she kills is the coin shot. Um, she's yeah. able to, to, to trick him and kill one of the coin shots. Uh, she injures uh, one of the thugs, but thugs are, are hard to kill because they're yeah. burning Peter. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, using the coins to fly over. I guess she pushes on one of the one of the coin shots and the other guy pushes back and she ends up flying over one of the thugs. And then the other one, you know, shoots at her, but she's, you know, he lets go as soon as she pushes back against that, uh, you know, it's just this chaotic scene. Um, yeah. Smashes the thugs weapon away, uh, snaps the neck of the other coin shot. But yeah, so all this is going down. She's did a pretty good job getting, getting through all of them um, until she realizes that they were also tricking her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, Tara. Before we yeah, I was on. just pondering that question. Yeah, and that's a question I've I, I, I've asked people before. But um, if you were Misty, not a Mistborn, what what ability? I know mine, but that's just that, that's obvious for me. But what you guys? If if you could be have only one of the abilities, I think I'd want to be a smoker. Mm-hmm. That's a good option. Yeah. Uh, Just because like knowing me, I'm a very like observant person kind of hanging in the back and like 
see what's going on. I feel like I'd be good at kind of like being that protector kind of role. Mm -hmm. But I don't they also have some other abilities that maybe we learned about this chapter, or maybe I just didn't notice it earlier. But anyway, I mean, just just for being able to like provide that that sort of uh, stealth for the team, mm -hmm. I think is pretty cool. I, I think it go with a smoker. Okay, good okay. question. They're immune to the cool. emotional manipulation, which it was yes. it was mentioned in one of these chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotional ma manipulations. I mean, it's you know, of course, you know, the thing that Bree says is like everybody does it all the time anyway. It's just you have the capability; you just take it to the nth level. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would, I mean, it would be extremely useful. Stone cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, hands down, brass for me, man. Breeze. Oh, really? I'm, soothing, I'm soothing emotions all the time. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Doesn't <laughs> work on me. Doesn't work on me. <laughs> I gotta say, um, right now, I would say um, I, I, I kind of like the copper. I don't know why I like it so much. The hotting? Um, the smoker? Same as well? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. There's something about that, though. I just... I don't know if it's the defensive mechanism or the capability okay. of like you know kind of feeling things out, uh, but the, the that that is to me is a very underrated capability right now. Now I'm yeah. sure it's going to continue to grow, and, and of course we've already found out that Vin can actually you know infiltrate or you know basically you know, null and void that whole capability. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, I, I really feel like in this world. That's a very strong capability to have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think, uh, well, I, think I would be 10-Eye. Uh, yeah. 10-Eye. Yeah. Okay. I like 10-Eye. Oh, 10-Eye is I great. Like oh, yes. 10-Eye yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. is a good one. Yeah. See everything we, here. A everything. bunch of people in the chat answered. Tree want, said she wants to be a thug because she's accident prone. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. My Makes wife sense, would yeah. really need that too. She is very accident prone. You talk about banging her toe on every table, every chair, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten eyes, Ooh. seal pusher. Someone said Larcher would be great, just like so and like grab my phone from across the room and. Yeah. <laughs> ten eyes would be cool too. It's like force powers. It's just like you know, call your lightsaber. <laughs> we got Pythos. I like I like Pythos and uh, screw I'm being a misborn. I'm a fair chemist. chemist. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah. That, that actually matches up though. Really, I didn't think about how much a librarian matches up with. A, oh, okay. No, no. Are you sure you're not a terraceman? Uh, <laughs> yep, indeed. So um, I know what my Halloween costume is going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's just walking through and she's counting as she's killing different people, like one down, two down, three down. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I think she kills uh, what was it the the one was the no the lurcher? She finally kills him by tricking him and throwing the coins past him, pulling him through him or whatever. And um, oh my gosh, yes, yes, bloody coins. Yeah. Why the, blood, that, the blood's still on the coins? Yeah. Damn it, that's a bingo option. Why did I put that down? Bloody oh. coins. <laughs> I should have put bloody. Bloody coins as a bingo option. We would have had that just yeah. like that. Oh, and then and then the and then the watcher takes out someone. All of a sudden, the watcher shows up. Also, I mean, suddenly there's coins come from another direction and it takes out the smoke. Right. Because she was like wondering like, for a second. She's like, "Oh wait, are they trying to throw coins at me and missed?" And then yeah. it's like, "Nope, nah, yeah. that wasn't a miss." But then one of the persons reveals themselves that they were hiding the entire time. 
Um, oh, oh. And they're oh. not just a misting. And not a misting, but mm-hmm. a misborn. Oh, yeah. A new challenger approaches. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Here we go. This is, this is pretty clever, though, to disguise yourself and only use one power to, like, yeah. you know, make you think that you're that there's not a misborn. And then, you know, once you close enough, yeah. mm-hmm. flip out everything else, and now you're yep. you know, caught off guard. But. You know, she immediately. It's like Lady Snooty from the last thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's her name? I, I forgot her name now. Cliss. Cliss. There it Lady is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, because she was actually a misborn. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'm just soothing emotions. You know, and then it's like exactly. you find out, no, she's got like all the skills. Mm-hmm. I picture her as like that Southern charm lady. Like, I was like, oh, bless your heart. And then really, they're like, oh, smart bless as your shit. soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, so once once Vin realizes there's a misborn, calls for Osir that's hiding the and goes to like the secret code word or whatever, and he's hiding in the alleyway, and throws her the other vial that contains one single bead, because um, she didn't want to keep it on her person in case there are vials, and they did get thrown away immediately, so she didn't want to, you know, risk losing that, so she kept it on right. the contra, which was smart, uh, and the contra, you know, tosses it to her. She immediately takes the one bead, saws it down, and. Now we have ATM. So yeah, um, and she turns into Popeye. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly the other misborns burning ATM too. So it, becomes uh-huh. a, it comes a million people, <laughs> which and then it becomes like scenarios on scenarios on scenarios. It's like yep. oh, it's like I see the thousand ways they can move, and in the thousand ways I can. Yeah. I'm like oh Lord have mercy, I can't even imagine. Yeah, keeping that straight in your head. The the thugs don't realize uh, the change, so they they just keep charging at Vin, which they're just dead because yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> you're burning ATM. You can't do anything to someone to burn an ATM. It's what just, are you gonna yeah. do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you dodge everything. <laughs> just, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she had Neo. like she Neo now. Yeah, yeah she had like three <laughs> uh like staves or stabs or whatever yeah. come at her, and she's just like, <laughs> yep, dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Next, yep. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next challenger. Um, yeah, and then the misborn looks at her, and then looks at the alleyway towards the conjurer, and it's like, like, well, I'll just kill your your servant because doesn't. I don't think the misborn realizes it's conjurer. Just just like thinking that Min, I guess Vin would react to that. Right. Of course, little does she know, Vin can care less about the conjurer and actually hates the conjurer. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like okay, she goes care. cold as ice. <laughs> She's like, well, she, she's still like creeped out by the like they have like a very interesting relationship. Oh, I mean, that happened at the end of yeah. the book where it's like the contract passes to you. It's like, I don't want it. Like, it ate Kelsier. I don't want anything to do with this thing. Like, right. I mean, I don't like it. Um, right. So she doesn't, she didn't like the contract at all. So, like, they throw coins at the contract. He's like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't affect me at all. He's like, That's not my boy. I don't know <laughs> what he's going at. Go ahead. That's not my, he's not my people. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, poor Conjure. Um, anyway. Yeah, I think it would distract Vin. It doesn't at all. Doesn't um, she yeah. stays on course, like unfazed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's just worried about, you know, whose A team's going to run out first. Because if hers runs out first, she's dead. Yeah. Um, but she's getting cocky. She is. She's getting a little cocky, you know? Yeah. So, but she starts yeah. charging towards him. And right as she does, she sees all of his other shadows collapse, meaning his A team is worn out. And. Yep, last knife right to the neck. Yeah. Boom. Yep. So when so, uh wait, wait, is the battle over yet? Yeah. Yeah, this That's is it. the end. Yeah. Okay, because who who was it that like pulls up the like 
clapping sticks and freaking makes oh, yeah, the, the smoker the smoker the, smoker the back starts hitting the clapping what sticks. What are they called? They're, they're called sound uh, sound. Uh, Sound I, not what I said. Not sound what sticks. I said. It was something. Sound sticks. Sound sticks. Yeah, sound sticks. Okay. Sound sticks. By the way, I'm so glad we're going back to that because I had that question written down. Like, what the hell is a sound stick? Yeah. I, if you're burning tin, it's yeah, it's like fuck really, with people really, who yeah, are burning tin. So yeah. that's the whole purpose is just to basically like throw off somebody who's burning tin, so that way it's like the sound is so deafening. Yeah, it it's just... it's like throwing a flashbang. Or like, or, okay. you know, okay. are, yeah, yeah. Are, are like, uh, you think about people with like have night vision goggles on. You come into yeah, the room, yeah, yeah. And they, if you were like coming like flash, shine light, lights like, at you. Hey, yeah, right, right. Okay, uh, yeah. it's the same thing with the, like that. Okay, yeah, I got it. That was the, the that was interesting because I feel like it was one of the first times that I noticed. Uh, kind of the downside of like burning tin you know yeah. it's like yeah you know because we've talked about this before it's like what happens if you hear something super loud you know what happens if you teleport to a you know a Def Leppard concert and all of a sudden you're like shit I gotta turn my tin off like you know but that happened before because um uh, uh who's young boy young young boy I can't remember his name Sp- anyway uh spook. spook spook and it was like the whole thing about honing in on one thing things mm-hmm. because the rest of the world is deafening to you yeah and being yeah. able to like just really like just hone in on like the one sound or the one thing and i was like i didn't even think about the fact is like when everything is amplified now you're like listening to like mosquitoes fart and you're like oh god damn it you know i gotta listen to this but it's like no no you gotta like centralize on this thing over here and it's like okay makes sense so like, yeah uh, but now you say the sound stick thing it makes so much more sense how much I mean, just think about that. If someone's like just come up with like two batons of metal and clanging them together, I mean, anybody mm-hmm. who's ever gotten clapped on the ear knows mm-hmm. what it's like. You know, if something like hits you like right on the ear, because it, it can bust your eardrum. Imagine mm-hmm. if you've got amplified hearing and then boom, boom, boom. I mean, yeah, it would, it would debilitating. You would go down, crumple like just down, like, oh my God, it just like covered the ears. It makes sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. So thanks for explaining that. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, after all this is over with, um, yeah, she just took out eight mistings or all uh, in a mist board. Like, took out a bunch of mistings in a, in a mist board by herself, yeah. which is yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. So, I mean, don't, don't, don't discount that. Um, and the watcher's still st- just stand there. And, and yeah. Vin can't make, like, he just saved me. Like, what is his, what's going on? What's yeah. your angle, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's, what's, what's your angle? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk, but you're just watching. It's the creeper. Yeah. yeah, good point. There creeping. you go. <laughs> it's creeping. Yep. Creeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he goes back to um, Osir after this, uh, who is like bloodied to pieces from all the coins, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't expect you to do blood." She goes, "Did you not expect me to feel pain either?" You know, like he's just like very like. It's this very interesting relationship between the two of them. Like they, oh, they, man. they don't she, like each got, other at all. They, there is no love lost here. Yeah, none whatsoever. No. Vin tries to like Vaily thank him. He's like, "Thank you for throwing the volley." He's like, "Yeah, it's my duty. I just do what I, I have to. It's part of the contract." So yeah, yeah, it's part of the contract. You know, it's part of the contract. I have to. I have to protect uh, I, you. I kind of like, signed a document <laughs> and stuff. So. And she asks if you could walk. He's like, "Probably not." And she even thinks like, "Maybe you can eat one of those guys." <laughs> like. Oh yeah, that, it's yeah. gonna get a little. It got a little dark there for a second. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Ven um, was like, uh, I don't know. That's kind of weird. No, nah, yeah, we'll find no, somebody we won't else. Use these men. We'll find another body along the way. <laughs> but the thing is, though, he already looks like somebody was already executed earlier. Yeah. yeah I mean, they he said like he looked. He took the body of like a murderer that was executed. Yeah. That was executed. So it's like, yeah. it's like thanks for bringing him back to life. It's already yeah. macabre, right? So. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think Finn does yeah. something worse for his body later. We haven't got to it yet, but. Oh, no. Rafa, Rafa. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, in the contract states I cannot be forced to kill men. So, you know, you'll have to find, yeah, you'll have yeah, to give yeah. me another body then, is what he tells Ben. Right. Um, you know, and they, and they head back, I guess, towards, you know, the palace at this point. Yeah. Um, well, so now I have a question, like, what does he do? Like, does he just walk around in like a mutilated body? Like, or does he go back to a bag of antlers? <laughs> and that doesn't count. I don't think Why is it that a bingo square? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Good, good. Shit, I wish it was, man. Cause that. <laughs> that so they can, uh, stitch like extra muscles. So you'll stitch extra muscles to compensate for the broken bones and then can. There you go. So the, yeah, they can yeah. do a little bit of stitching, things like that, but like okay. it depends on how bad the damage is. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. So normally it's just easy to get a new body. Right. <laughs> you know. There were eight perfect ones right there. I don't understand. Yeah. There's eight, yeah, eight ones that have minor injuries and not, not mutilated. Um, you know, broken necks, easy. That's an easy. That's a, one little pop. It's not a okay. not holes through you. Yeah, they can't heal bones, right? Uh, I think that's right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I have to go back. And... Sounds legit. I mean, I think I. Yeah. I feel like that. It's, it checks. <laughs> it tracks. Like, but yeah, but that, that that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Could they? Could they like uh, take the form of like? A, there's like a dead bird. Like, could they be the bird? Rafa, Rafa. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. I'm not sleeping tonight. I, I, I felt I'm not like sleeping tonight. Rafa, uh -huh. Rafa. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Thanks for the lack of sleep. That's all, that's all I can oh, say. Oh wait, 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 wait! You can sleep when it was a bag of antlers, but when you find out they might actually be able to like absorb a bird, now you can't sleep. I had anymore. I had dreams about antlers. Bags of antlers just stay around. And... <laughs> I either sleep and have crazy dreams or I don't sleep. I don't know. You never know. Oh, no. Uh, this is why we dream. I images of bag of antlers all the time, though, really. <laughs> the skin bag of antlers. Yes. Uh, let's go. Let's so, go. So this whole this whole chapter, of course, is all just a fight scene, pretty for the most yeah. part. I mean, there's a little bit yeah. tidbits, uh, a little bit more about the contract, about this contract stuff, and how a little bit of how that works. Like I said, little bread comes along the way. It's all between yeah. the action and between the lines. And that's really Brandon Simpson's way of introducing things is it's always just little snippets here and there. It never comes out and says, this is how everything works. Eventually you figure out how it all works, but that's yeah, how, how it works. Yeah. Dance of the bag of ant. Oh, okay. Literally. Okay, okay Zool. Literally <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> little nightmares. <laughs> nightmares. Well done, Zool. Well done. Well done. You win. <laughs> it needs his own song now. So, so if we can if we can get our composer that we have on staff to please uh, put that together just the uh, dance of the bag of antlers i appreciate the, bag of antlers. the next time okay. you go see the uh nutcracker at the norfolk scope <laughs> they have some bags yes. of antlers dancing around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm but, talking about but you know what actually let's just go ahead and just compose that song and then if you could do that whole scene from harry potter um where they do the uh, the, the ball 
uh, the Yule Ball or whatever it's called. Oh, uh, yeah. Dance around. I think it was uh, during the Goblet of Fire. Um, okay. That that movie. Yeah. If we could just get that <laughs> song composed for the Bag of Antlers, yeah. the dance in the Bag of Antlers, and then mm-hmm. if we could set it to the actual scene in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. You're my, asking way beyond my video editing calendar. And we might we might need a few more patrons, I think. Maybe maybe um, one or so, two. So oh, I'm gonna go ahead and put that. up this personal plea. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, right, right. George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. I I know if you're listening to our podcast. So personal friend George Lucas and Warner Brothers, if you could please I I know we we, we play poker every so often. If you guys could just come out and support my wish on this, you know, the dance of the bag of antlers. I'd appreciate that. I mean, if you could, you know, just, Chef's you know, just, <laughs> I mean, you know, not I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad if you just go ahead and, you know, contract John Williams. I'm just a John Williams. Just bring him on out. You know, just have him just compose get him, that. Get him to come out of retirement. Come back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll, it. We'll, we'll even take his son. All right, just saying. I mean, if he's busy. Bring yeah. his son through, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're good with that. So, anything from chapter two before we the, the final chapter we're doing tonight, chapter three? No, I feel like it was just pretty straight up. It was just battle, yeah. battle, battle. Yep. Yep. All right. So, chapter three has a lot more nuance to it. A lot more stuff kind of behind oh, what's happening. Wait, wait. I do want to go back really quick. It was a, it sure. was a, it was a battle. It was a battle chapter, but I couldn't help but notice like there was a lot of coins being thrown around. And I recalled um, in the last epic battle scene with Kel, mm-hmm. he went into this fury of twirling metal around him. I was like, "Ooh, is Vin oh, yeah. gonna like do something with all these coins laying around and like like really fuck shit up?" Or and turned out she wasn't there yet. But yeah, I was like kind of curious about that. Anyways, yeah. sorry, chapter three. Kel took all the iron bars and made like a basically a force field around him of like he did a lot of cool bars. stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Ben's not there yet, so yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Kel, Kel was on a, another level. Yeah. yeah. So, do you sorry. do you know what savants are? Have, has that been mentioned yet or not? Savants in like life or in the book? Because I mean, the there's book. nothing even special about no. the term. No, savants, okay. I, I don't think okay. In the book, so. Okay. Right, well, never mind. Okay. Mentioned, yeah. <laughs> Another foreshadowing thing that I'm clocking. <laughs> yep. Got it. No sleep. Nice. Chapter three. All right. So yes, he started, yes. he started with Ellen at his writing desk. Uh, you know, and he's just frustrated by everything. Um, mm-hmm. He's working on his proposal. He's going to give to the assembly. Um, and, and he's trying, you know, the assembly's not agreeing on anything on what to do. Um, and he's just, this process is a stalling tactic. All he's trying to do is just stall. So he can yeah. try to figure out a better idea. But for right now, this is kind of his last ditch effort. Let's mm-hmm. delay the vote. So I can get a better idea and sway more people and, and figure things out, but we don't want to surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he hears Vin on the roof and thinks that, you know, and, and at this point he's been informed about the assassin attempt that night. So this must be a couple hours later. So, right. Um, and and he, he even thinks about, you know, should I use that from the assembly? But that could backfire. He's thinking, he's definitely thinking everything through a political lens at this point. Like, how can I use this? How can I spin this in my favor? How can I get the assembly to, and, and that could be a very dangerous way to live. Um, just because, you know, you're not being prepped. Everything you see and hear, you're just thinking how you can spin it to what, you know, it's very politics. Because don't you learn that he has already been turned down once? 
like one of his proposals has already been turned yes. down. Yeah. So oh, I didn't remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like kind of like back against the wall. Like, yeah, you learned that when Vin he's... comes out and talks to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Got it. Sorry yeah. for jumping ahead, but yeah, oh, no, no, it's okay. no, no, yeah, 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 it's not no. jumping ahead. That's actually a fact I completely forgot until you just said that. It just, um, so yeah. thank you for bringing that up. Yes. So, anyways. So yeah. Um. So anything from this little snippet of him just being frustrated before we switch to Vin on the roof? Nope. So this is a really interesting scene. Um, and I have lots of questions. I'm sure you have no answers, but um, I, I, I want to hear all your thoughts about what 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 the hell just happened. <laughs> so, so Vin's on the roof. She's thinking about the Lord Ruler and thinking about you know what, that fight that she had um, and how the mists react to her. She's also thinking about how Luthadel can't hold against a full attack from Straff. Lots in her mind. Um, and, and she even mentions that she's, you know, the assassins and spies don't bother her. She's been taking them out for months. This is probably the most coordinated attempt they've had in a long time. But at this point, she's kind of cocky about it. She's like, yeah, I've been taking out spies and assassins for months now. Yeah. Um, and they're, almost, they're coming monthly. Um, you know, and Vin's up in the roof kind of looking out. Man, the watcher was still there. I wonder if he's still around. She's... Starts to burn bronze to see if she can feel any pulses and pierce copper clouds and starts thinking about right. that as well. How, why is she different? Why is she special? But she senses nothing. Um, and, and, and she's kind of down herself. You know, the prospects are grim. You know, even if it's not stressed, she says, you know, there's a bunch of other warlords that have consolidated and they're all marching and they all want the city and, and they're just not prepared for full scale, scale evasions. And they're just, yeah. it, it's just a matter of time before the city falls at this point. Yeah. Uh, in her mind um and, and so i got a bunch of question marks here you know like you know obviously things you probably can't answer but you know why is Vin special why can she pierce a copper clouds i mean obviously marsh says the inquisitors can and she assumes the lord ruler could but right. you know even kel couldn't right uh, right she's on the defensive she is like why am i this way you know instead of what should i be doing with this these abilities like yeah instead of being proactive she's being reactive i feel like yeah, yeah but she's also like 17 though. i mean yeah so, well, true. It's, it's year later. She's, kinda... 18. she's 18 now it's a year later she's 18 oh that's right that's right year later but yeah, oh, yeah, that makes a difference <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's unfortunately still extremely young you know she is like still trying to figure out who she is um you know even like you know her relationship with you know ellen which we're gonna get to in a second I mean, she's still trying to figure out exactly, you know, how to deal with all the things. Um, so she's in turmoil. And That's a really good point. Imagine mm-hmm. being that young and having that incredible amount of power. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what to do with that. And here you are. Let's be honest. She's an assassin. She's killing people. Like left mm-hmm. and right. I mean, even when they talked about what their roles were going to be in the last book, and everybody's like, okay, well, you're going to be the this, and you're going to be the that, and you're going to be the. And she was like, well, I think we need an assassin. She assigned that to herself and mm-hmm. was like, we need an assassin. You're yep. that young, and you're out here just like slaughtering people. Mm-hmm. And what does that do to your psyche? You know, I mean, how does that warp you and make you just like think about? Okay, well, if it's this easy to take people out, how easily can I be taken out? And why am I special? And why aren't these mm-hmm. people special? And I mean, it would it would play the the craziest mind games on you, right? Sure. So 
I feel like this is another situation where I, I give kudos to the writing because that type of insecurity and that type of, you know, uh, a flux of, mm-hmm. of confidence. I mean, it makes sense because here it is. It's like you have this immeasurable power, but yet and still you don't understand what your place in your universe is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I feel, you know, Hell, at my age, I don't know how I would deal with that. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to just be like walk up confidently and be like, <laughs> "Yep, got it." No, <laughs> not me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I I don't think anyone's ever ready for that. I don't think it's a matter of age, but yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, anybody. it's not an age thing. Um, but but yeah. imagine someone that young having to deal with it, it's even worse, you know? Yeah. It's an existential identity crisis before you have your first identity to even think about, like, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. well summated. Like, uh, that, that, mm, yes, well done, yes. Uh-huh. Um, um, I'm trying, sorry. Um, um, I was trying to look something up while we were talking, so I was trying to stop. Uh, let's see, how old was he when this <laughs> happened? Um, the sniper in Leningrad, uh, what was it? Did the whole thing, Enemy at the Gates. How old was he when the in oh, World oh, II? oh, okay, I know the story you're talking about. Um, yeah, I haven't pulled up, I haven't pulled up. I was okay. just trying to see how old he was when he, like, so he was born in 1918, 1941 was so the, that's 20, 23 years, 23, 23 years old, yeah, right, yeah, so, so I just and he had 40 confirmed kills that year. Right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. S- similar. I mean, a little older, but still young. <laughs> you know, makes, one of the two makes you grow up a little faster. Right? I mean, yeah. And, and yeah. oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, yeah. Uh, okay. It does happen. <laughs> you have uh-huh. young people that have to assassinate because uh, you're really good at it. Um, right. Which has happened in numerous wars. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So, anyways. Um, yeah, so as all this is happening, she's looking for the Watcher. She's burning her bronze, trying to, you know, pierce through copper clouds and nothing. And then all of a sudden, pulses. And she starts to freak out a little bit. She's like, okay, I need to figure out where they're coming from. Right. And she's trying to determine what they are. She's like, they're all mumbled together. It's like a copper cloud, but it's weirder than anything she's ever had. It's like, is that right. tin or is that steel or what? what's it? And then she, you know, as she starts to kind of get more focused on what it is, she's like, it's close. Wait, mm-hmm. it's it's right in front of me. <laughs> like, right. Like literally right in front of me. She starts mm-hmm. to stare into the mist and tries to figure something out. And then she sees a figure start to form in the mist. Like just materialize. Like more details just kind of pulling together right in front of her. And she freaks out, shoots coins at it, and it doesn't disappear right away. It stays around for a couple more seconds and then right. it slowly just evaporates. Um I have tons of question marks. What do you guys think? <laughs> so, <laughs> What's going on here? I'm going to give you guys my little analogy for this. I hope you guys have all seen Aliens. Mm-hmm. There's that great scene <laughs> where they're sitting there and the aliens are coming and they're welding the door. <laughs> and they have the little the little meter. It's like, pew, 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 pew. It's 50 meters. Pew, 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 pew. 40 meters. Pew, 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 pew. 30 meters. Pew, 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 pew. 10 meters. They're right outside the door, man. Pew, 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 pew. Five meters. Wait a minute. That's the other side of the door. And then they all look up like, 
It's a oh, <laughs> That's the way yeah. I felt the whole time. I'm like listening to this part. I was like, it's like something's there. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't know what to do. They, I mean, it puts you on edge crazy, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, what do I do? You know, that kind of thing. So it was great suspense. I like, I loved it. So, mm-hmm. so were you expecting an attack? Oh, definitely. That's, okay. Definitely. I was definitely mm-hmm. expecting an attack. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the figure was? Do you think it was oh. just in Vince's mind? Or do you think it was just like, or was it really there? So if there's one thing that has been so ethereal up until this point and undefined, it's the mist. It's itself. Yeah, because we, we, we don't we don't understand it. We don't I know, know Rashik was terrified of it from the journalists of or you know that from the journalists that they were terrified of the mist. <laughs> right, right. And even said so, this, there's something following him in the mist. I think in one of the in one of the snippets from the last book, he said he felt like something was following him in the mist. Stuff about the mist keeps coming up over and over and over again. And we have gotten uh, so many great details about how it works. And so we're just like still just like wondering, like, what is the deal with the mist? I mean, it scares people, but we don't know why. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's mist race, which we kind of understand how they work. We're getting closer. Okay. We got you know conjurers and stuff but the mist itself we still don't quite get because we haven't been like given all the background and so it just creates this tension every time it comes up mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if the mist was a bunch of prehistoric dinosaurs that are actually <laughs> just, <laughs> like little t-rex hands like kind of coming at you you know the whole deal and they're ready to like chomp your head off that's so what you're saying is like the next scene is going to be like Vin like sniping down like the Watcher, and then turns to his right and goes, "Clever girl." And <laughs> dude, dude, I would love it. I would love it. He's like, Psh, oh, clever girl. Gets <laughs> him from behind. <laughs> that movie still holds up, by the way. It Jurassic does. Park, it's, it's it still, still holds up. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, we switch back to Ellen after this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's back and he's going over more letters and he, he he's going back to his dad's letter. And I would hint to the earlier episode, but you know, basically the letter that said like, uh, "Thank you, thank you, old sport, for keeping the seat warm, thrown warm for me. I'll be coming back to collect <laughs> oh, that in a God. in a few days." But uh, thank you oh, so much. God. You've been a good son. Uh, what a fuck you letter. I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but that's a fuck you letter forever. Thanks for keeping the phone warm for me. Uh, yeah. Son King Straff. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So, thoughts? <laughs> I guess you said your thoughts. But it's, uh, yeah. Will, please go ahead, man. You just have at you. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I mean,. I got the whole comments. like mist being thing, I just glossed over because I was like, <laughs> the mist is showing up and Vin's not ready for it. She's either going to die right here or we're going to move to the next fucking section of the chapter, which we did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, we'll learn more later. So, right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Lord Strath is a. <laughs> He wrote a fucking letter. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even come back. He's like, "Hey, uh, just heads up, you know, we'll be back." Like, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come and like take it. I'm just gonna like write you a letter like, hey, yeah, yeah. he's old school um, political, you know, yeah, asshole guy. Yeah, pretty much. There's yeah. my thoughts. Yep. This this asshole though, because I mean, I feel like all he's doing is just like, oh well. Good job, son, staying there and holding on the fort while they took down the Lord Ruler. Here <laughs> I come to try to usurp your power. And I'm like, fuck you. God, yeah. Come on. Did he really sign it king, too? I didn't even yeah. notice that. He yeah, did. he did. He, he signed uh, that. I forgot about that. He signed the damn What thing. a dick. King Straff Venture. What a dick. Jeez, <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a bold move, Cotton. Oh wait, that's a dodgeball reference. Dodgeball. <laughs> that's legit. That's legit. I wasn't making that up for the scene. Sorry. That's bold. bingo. Uh, bingo card. Anybody got bingo? Yeah, no, I oh, think yeah. Probably not. Uh, I, we don't know. Probably not yet. Yeah. Uh. That's legit. I wasn't just making saying that for the bingo card, but that's a bold move, Cotton. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how um, it plays out. We'll see, see how it plays out. I'll, I'll mark them after the episode. Uh, see, see, see where we are and share it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate um, you. So, uh, so yeah. Um, uh, Vin drops in next, just drops down lightly, and immediately goes into like search around every closet under the bed, looking for the boogie monster everywhere. And Ellen's just yeah. amused by all it. Because apparently she does this like doesn't do it every night, but she does it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that boogeyman searching thing is kind of interesting. She, she's looking for the Baba Duke, you know. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. And Ellen's like, <laughs> Ellen's like, I call her paranoid sometimes, but she just keeps on saying she just wants to be prepared, you know. Right, right. Yeah, but that was an interesting dynamic shift right there, which mm-hmm. it goes more into it later. So I'll wait, but yeah. yeah, Ellen was looking around like, look at this girl being all freaking paranoid, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, um, you know, and you know, Vin asks if 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 he's seen anything unusual that night, uh, you know, and Ellen's like, no, just been hanging there, hanging out. Uh-huh. Vin says, well, the Watcher's in the city, so you know, I saw him again tonight, and and Ellen kind of gets a little bit, I guess, not super jumpy about it, but just kind of perks up a little bit, and she's like, yeah, I figure he's not after you though, apparently, you know, so he's not going to come for you. Right, and then she goes into telling Ellen that she saw something in the mist. She's like, "But I did see a figure in the mist that was the mist, right? Not not in the mist. It was the mist, right?" And Ellen's like, "Uh, "You're exhausted, Finn. Get some sleep." (laughs) Which is true. Yeah, she's definitely exhausted. Yeah, it's like you're not sleeping at all. You're out all night hunting assassins, and during the day you're out. You're up all day. Like you're not sleeping. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, and she's like, all right, fine. Curls up right, right on his desk on the floor. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like I'm in the bed. She's like, yeah, there's a mistborn out there. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. She kind of reminds um, me of like a guard dog when she does that. Just like just making a circle what, on the floor. On the that's exactly what I thought of. I thought about a cat. Like, it's just like curls up. You know how they like walk around mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. they just plop down. Like yeah. on a carpet, you just like yeah. go down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and before Vin did that, they do have a conversation about the ATM. She apologizes because he's the last of the ATM that night. Yeah, um, that's that's so it. They're, they're out of ATM. Out of um, it. Oh, yeah, it's been man, a year. They've still not been able to find the Lord Ruler supply of ATM. Which um, I cannot fathom how this 
ATM has been mined all the time, constantly mm-hmm. by these people. They get killed if they don't get ATM within seven days. Uh-huh. So you know there's been a constant stream of people going in that mine at half cent, mm-hmm. bringing ATM up. So it's been mined. We know there's got to be stockpiles of it. And the fact that it's a year later and no one knows where it is. You're telling me there's not a single informant, other person, nobility, whatever, that knows where it is. I'm like, that That seems, I mean, maybe there's plausible deniability here, but I feel like that means maybe it was either, uh, that's right, but uh, Kelsier did destroy a whole bunch of it. Um, destroyed the, destroy the pits itself. Yeah, he destroyed yeah. the mines itself. But not the so, cash, not, not the stockpile. But that's right, not the stockpile. For years and years. Thank and years. you. So that tells me that either A, it was like moved out somewhere else, or B, someone else knew some way to destroy the ATM they had. Okay. I'm kind of leaning towards they moved it out somewhere else, but I okay. mean, wouldn't that show up? When they, you know, when they actually burn copper and figure out, like, you know, the, steel, the lines, steel lines. Yeah, I, 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 I still think it. Um, the steel mm-hmm. and the lines, and I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I guess this whole idea of the fact it's been a year later and they're no closer to finding it. That part really has me kind of mesmerized because you think someone, someone would have been a whistleblower by now, right? You think maybe it's protected by the mist. Oh. oh, interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, or yeah, right. So, what if it's a metal that's not detectable by the means of other metals being detected? I can oh. see that. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Will, you might be onto something there. Okay. Uh, I was, I, but I also like Tara said in the chat, like Lord Ruler used it to stay young, and then the Inquisitors could have used it, and then it was also sold to other people. So yeah. maybe yeah. they are out of it. I, right. I mean, but like, how long were they harvesting this shit? Like, a million, a thousand, a thousand, years. <laughs> a thousand million, gajillion years. Yeah, yeah, right. But, but remember, too, it doesn't burn that long. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's not like, you know, they burn pewter or other metals and they seem to last a lot longer than eight yeah. when they burn. Eight year birds fast. So, if the, you know, Inquisitors, as an example, were using it all the time. Um, because remember when um, Kelser was using it against an Inquisitor, didn't his burn out before the Inquisitor's ATM burned out? Maybe, maybe the Lord Ruler is really good at hunting stuff. Oh, really that, that'd be it. It. okay. And, and, I bet yeah, he would be he a would, good he would. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, surprise! It was up your ass the whole time! Uh, but Ellen tries to shrug it off. It's like, oh, it's not a big deal. We don't have ATM anymore. You know, they're probably going to run out. The nobles will probably run out there too. It's it's a scarce resource now that the pits have been destroyed. So, but in the back of their mind, they're both like looking at each other, like, yeah, this sucks. Like, this is bad. Yeah, this is yeah. real bad. Because uh, now if they run into anybody as ATM, they're screwed. Uh, and they both yeah. know it, but they don't want to say it. They're just like, okay, we're good. We're not good, but we're good. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is also where, like, you know, Ellen's also venting to Vin about, like, everything going on with assembly. And, and, and Vin says something along the line of, like, you're the king. Just make a declaration. And he's like, I'm not the Lord Ruler. I want to do this, you know, in the right way and right. be more diplomatic about things. And, right. you know, rather than use brute force. 
uh, and just assert will. Um, you know, and they even think back, you know, the ruler really had it easier, you know, during his time because he could just do stuff. Whereas they're trying to create a more, a better form of government, but at the same time, it has its setbacks. I mean, mm. it's, it's one yeah. of the, it goes back to the, what the old Winston Churchill quote, you know, democracy is the, the, the worst form of government, except for all the others that have been tried. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible system of government. It's mm-hmm. just so is every other system of government. <laughs> so, right. I mean, um, uh, you can go into philosophy. You know, the perfect government's a, a beloved dictatorship. Uh, you know, a beloved. You know, <laughs> I was yeah. getting ready to just say that exact statement. Yeah, you and, stole and it from me. Yeah, yeah, philosophically, I mean, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. What did you say? Um, beloved? A beloved? A beloved? A <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard that word before. Give you a second. Someone that, that acts in the best interest of the people, but has right. complete, absolute authority and control. But has absolute authority, and that's complete, never going to happen. Yeah, it's complete autonomy, absolute control, but does what's in the best interest of the people at all times. Doesn't happen. Seems that's, contradictory. <laughs> that's the reason why it will never happen, <laughs> because there's always personal interests that take over. Oh, benevolent. Benevolent. Sorry. Al, you said banana bullet. Banana bullets. <laughs> I don't know where banana came from. But I might have actually asked the word. I, I have dyslexia, so I, I do that from time to time. It's it's fun. Well, but, I like uh, banana yeah. bullet. I thought you said the right thing, but yeah, hey, look. Benevolent? Benevolent. That's what I said. No, I trust you. I trust yeah. you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think I said that right. Banana bullet? What? Is that? <laughs> I knew what you but that's the exact phrase I was going to say, though. Um, the only truly um a successful government would be a benevolent dictatorship but mm-hmm. it's impossible to have that because someone been, ruling yeah but there's been rare cases where there's been close to that but then the next yeah the, the idea of the, of somebody being ultimately in charge one person being ultimately in charge but completely being 100% altruistic not going to happen Dude, you'd have to have put on a hell of a facade. Oh, you shake in all this feedback from the people, yep. and yep. then it's literally in one ear, out the other. I'm gonna do yep. whatever the hell I want to do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the most because um, power yeah. in and of itself corrupts. Right. I mean, it's been proven time and time and time again. You know, yeah. like the so. ultimate, the ultimate narcissist. <laughs> yeah, which is gonna happen. I mean, it's no possibility. <laughs> what? <laughs> it says, uh, "Well, yes, I am ruled by banana bread." <laughs> <laughs> we are on a weird tangent tonight. I love this. <laughs> I love it. Tara made banana bread. It's in our kitchen right now. Also ruled by banana bread. I would appreciate two slices. Thank you. If we have a meetup, she will bring banana bread. I guarantee. Hey, hey. Dude, banana bread <laughs> is delicious. Yes. Very good, very good. Up there with all banana right. pudding. To all oh, the people man. who do not eat I would, bananas, I would trade because I love making banana pudding. I would trade mm. banana pudding. Or some banana bread. That's a that's a trade I'll take vanilla, all day. Vanilla wafers in there. Oh, oh I do the Ooh. whole thing. I actually make my own meringue and put it on top and do the whole car on it. Wow. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Fair trade. Let's make that happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do the whole double broiler and like make my own. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I next time we're in bad news, we're gonna make that happen. Mm. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a winner. All right. 
Welcome to the food reads. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Where is this media empire at? Let's get it started. (laughs) So uh, anyway, uh, back to where Where we were. Um, (laughs) Oh, I mean, so but we missed a couple things, which I will. I was gonna like wait until later to get to. Number one, I wrote down the note, like, and I'm like exclamation, you know, points afterwards. Ellen proposed to her. He proposed to her and mm-hmm. she turned him down. She just hasn't He's answered like, yet. <laughs> Give her time. Give her time. Give her time. <laughs> she was like, I'm not ready yet. Anyway, I was like, oh, shoot. He proposed. He was like, yeah, you uh, you put that thing on me. I, I, I need to go ahead and put a ring on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good news. He All proposed. right. Yeah, he uh, yeah. And she said, no, not yet. But they're still and together. Then, and then... um. There were multiple kings mentioned, not just Ellen's dad. There was like multiple yeah. kings. It was like, yeah. oh, so everyone's a king. It was like yeah, the was, Oprah Winfrey joint. Well, that's, when, that's when Ham comes in. So I was about to get to that part. You're yeah. a king. You're yeah. a king. Everyone's a king. This is Lord of the this is definitely some uh uh uh, uh Game of Thrones uh, Game of Thrones, uh Song yeah. of Ice and Fire, <laughs> Fire. situation yeah. where it's like Everyone's a king. They're like, I'm the king of the north, and I'm the king of the northwest, yeah. and I'm the king the of the western dominance. West, and, you know, whatever. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at this point, Ellen does get back to work, and Ham comes in. That's when Ham um, yeah. uh, gives him the information, saying that, like, hey, we found some more information about these assassins. They, they, they didn't. They weren't Strath people. These came from the western dominance, which was right. Really far away from where Strath is. And there's no really, way. There's they no way yeah. that they would have. This is actually yeah. it's uh, King Setsman. Uh-huh. Um, so this guy that's called himself King, that's named Set, and he says, Would Set, you know, want to? He's like, Well, Set, you know, anybody would eventually want to come and take a leaf of the So it's, I'm not surprised. Ellen basically says, I'm not surprised that Set's involved as well as another challenger. Um, you know, but you know, obviously. another challenger enters the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, but then at the same time, Ham's like, Oh, thank God it's not your father, you know, because like, I, I can never imagine that. I was like, And Ellen's like, No, my father would kill me in a heartbeat. It's like, Ham's like, what? Like, I, I mean, I've heard of fathers or sons killing their fathers for thrones, but fathers killing their sons at the that's messed <laughs> that's a, up. That's a first, <laughs> that's a first. Yeah, you must have some real mental issues. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, like, what kind of person would kill their son? Um, uh, but Ellen cuts him off and says, You know, hey, I'm busy, you need to get back to your wife. Um, and, and they jab back and forth a little bit, uh, just about like, you know, like, because you know, Ellen's saying, I never thought it'd be this hard. To run this, and he goes, and, and the camp says, "What is hard killing the god?" And you know, <laughs> say something, you know, killing the god, and uh, you know, take yeah. it over, right? And and they say goodnight, and that's the end of this chapter. So, but so. that's it. That's how we so wrap this one up. Do you oh, guys have other uh, idea who's the, huh? huh? Do you have an idea who's the bigger threat between King Cat and King uh, Venture, or really through all of my years of reading? everything all the things i always am more more worried about the dark horse that is not making themselves apparent Mm -hmm. i think about godfather three you know when it's like the the guy that's coming at you who's like really just like in your face like i'm gonna come at you don't worry about that guy it's the guy behind the scenes who's like mm-hmm. smiling in your face the whole time, shaking your hand. That's the one you worry about. 
So that's when I've got my eye on is like, I'm like, who are we not accounting for in this situation? Yeah. I totally agree with that. It's like he sends a subtle assassin. And then also like hearing Western dominance, for whatever reason, I associate Western with the like kind of newcomer uh, and like, we also know nothing about them. This is the first yeah. time we're hearing of them. Right. So it's like, they could be really, really weak. Or they could be really for like, like barbar. I'm picturing like a barbaric tribe. That's just like ruthless, badass fighters that come in and just really tear stuff up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But they could also be nobody. They could be not a threat at all. But like my, my intuition says like, it's a, it's something to worry about. Yeah. I mean, You've heard of you've heard of Strath, and then now this this other side coming Set. in. Nobody else. Yeah, and like we know Strath, like Strath, he's old school. He's just coming in back to his comfort zone. Like this is an easy to takeover. It's my son. But then wait, who's this other person? Like he right. probably knows who Strath is. Like he's like, yeah, I'll just send an assassin in there and you know feel things out. And it didn't work out, but I'm sure he's got way more to follow up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Some people said the audio messed up. I heard just fine. But Alex's question was, who's the bigger threat? Right. Between that, that was the question that Alex asked. Yes. Alex asked. Between of the kings. Richard the yeah. kings. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and Will, I think that you and I are in the same boat. We're, we're kind of thinking there's probably another player out here that um, is the dark horse that we need to be most worried about of everybody. The Watcher, um, the Man in the Mist. Uh, the watcher uh, could be <laughs> working on behalf of somebody else. Chet, for all Straff, there's a lot of players that are just uh, that are unknowns. Yeah, yeah. They're unknowns at this point. Yeah, lots of unknowns. By the way, uh, um, I will also want to make sure I mention the fact that the Vin went at some point in time and put on perfume, specifically mm -hmm. getting rid of her Scott's tank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah, that was a subtle thing, but. It was, a subtle thing. Yeah. it was it was mentioned but Ellen, 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 was like, likes Ellen it. was like he was like, mm. was like Ooh. oh mm. you, you, you got that oh disgust ink on you <laughs> <laughs> that whole chapter like the dynamic between the two of them i yeah. wanted to touch on that was like yeah. it, it was a total shift because they used to be the disgusting disgusting <laughs> They used to be, you know, bopping around all the parties and the uh, the balls or whatever. Right. And in that environment, it's very like light. You know, you're talking to people, eating food, having drinks, dancing. And now Ellen is trying to take over power and Ben is trying to protect him. And yeah. it's a total shift in their dynamic, in their relationship. Right. I'm like, like, I think I think one of the bingo questions which we can't fill out yet is like are they gonna last i'm like because ellen's looking at vin like checking the closet and looking under the tables and under the bed and like he's just sitting there chilling i'm like does he like the new vin or did he like the vin that was like trying you know was a noble woman right but then like found out she was ska and now here they are a year later like because he's already which, asking questions yeah he's already asking questions about you know is this the same lady that he initially met? Yeah. You know, he was like, yeah. she was like a completely different person. And now he's come to grips with who she is, but he's got to be asking himself, is this what I signed up for though? You know, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, she has these specific 
you know, missions and things she's trying to accomplish to save the entirety of the world that they're in. But yet still, he's like, that's also not necessarily what I signed up to be with in a relationship. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that was your bingo question, wasn't it? Uh, Will? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, whether or not uh, they would, uh, you, you said they might break up. It's going to last. Surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I didn't realize that uh, he proposed. Was that in the, these chapters? Yeah, yeah he said it in uh, chapter it's like, three. It's in one line. As one yeah. As like a yeah, and I, I was like, I was like, when he said it, and I was like, oh shoot, he actually proposed to her. Shoot, and so she, uh, she turned him down. Yeah. Okay. Which is the reason why I think that Will, I think you might be onto something with that they break up thing, um, because it's a weird power dynamic. I mean, here it is. He's the king. He's like, you know, uh, he has power in a noble setting, but she has power in a allomancy way. Um, how do you juggle that? I mean, the, the dynamics of that are weird. You know, you got to yeah. imagine, you know, what, what, what kind of conversations does that create? And who's his, protecting who? His his power is more external. It's external and internal. Yeah, right. But hers is all internal. Well, I guess she's dependent on metal. I, I, I think you, I would say physical and yeah. one is intellectual power, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one is diplomatic power. You know, in yeah. terms of mm -hmm. him and you know, basically working the lines of, of of politics, and hers is completely external and exertion of. We're, we're talking about physical capability, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in those two worlds, it's like you know, if you take a politician and then put him up against an MMA fire fighter, it's like, well, one is going to like be able to like verbally abuse you to death, the other one's going <laughs> to kick you in the jaw. <laughs> That's why yeah, they have chess. Was. They have chess boxing. It's actually a thing. What? Uh, Wait. So if you like make a move, do you get punched in the face? No, they have chess boxing. You you do one round of boxing and then you play a three minute round of chess and it alternates uh, rounds. Okay. And you I can win by knockout or checkmate. <laughs> I need <laughs> like to it's win. actually a real thing. I gotta do this now. <laughs> yes. It's called chess boxing. Finally, like, my capabilities every will come to round. You, you box for oh. three minutes. And then you play chess for three minutes, and, nice. back and, forth. and you can get checkmate or you can knock the person out, and that's how the. By the way, if my wife ever watches this episode, sweetness, we were just joking. Yeah, chess is actually a thing. What? What? Yeah, I could get into this. Wow. So it's not just in a book. This actually exists. Nice. I assume everything I read in the book is probably kind of pseudo real somewhere. I mean, yeah. whether now, Len Len Linux, I think Linus Linux Lewis, um, he he was big into chess boxing. Oh my god. Okay, now that's a person I don't ever want to run into with this match. <laughs> By the way, Linux Lewis, <laughs> this is the dude that went toe to toe with Tyson yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and almost won. Almost one, yeah. Uh, I so I'm not. I, I retract my bid to be involved in that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's actually a World Chess Boxing Association. Uh, it's, oh, it's it's a it's a whole gosh. thing. <laughs> I was excited until you told me Linux Lewis is in it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, why is this not on like national television? I I don't know. I I think it's. Great. Uh, I, yeah. I, by the Victor way, you know, like it was like a week ago, they actually yeah. had ESPN ate the Ocho. Oh, another 
Toddswell reference, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So every year for like three days or something, ESPN does uh, the ESPN 8 the Ocho takeover on their channels. And I saw like the weirdest sports, like banana ball and some other stuff. That would be the perfect time for them to do chess boxing. Chess boxing. Yes. <laughs> Please do it, ESPN. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, I, got, no. I got to reach That's out to fine. Disney. I'm going to reach out to Disney. And be like, hey Disney, please put on chess boxing. Yeah. ESPN uh, eight, the Ocho, <laughs> the Ocho. I just found a screenshot of this, and there's like a really sweaty dude with boxing gloves, like sitting over a, a chess, chess board. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty hilarious. I want to awesome. see video. Of, I want to see video of the actual. Go, go on YouTube. They have the. Oh, I'm, oh, oh. Trust oh, me, I'll I will get this rabbit hole tonight. Put it in the chat right now. <laughs> and no sleep will be had by Alondo McLeese tonight. <laughs> I will be staying up, chess boxing aficionado by tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> there you go. Anything we yes. miss from these chapters now that we've completely uh, just gone off, off the rails? rails. <laughs> Any questions you have, Alex, for them? Anything that you Yeah, Alex, what you got, man? I think we actually hit most of my questions. Um, I guess one thing, do you think that Eland was trying to make a love match when he proposed or was it like a political expedience? Like, let me just marry this God killer. Ooh, Ooh, that's a great question. That's a good question. Power move. He's like, it, it doesn't sound like he's the kind of person who would fall into the tropes of the, um, aristocracy that he was you know raised in Mm -hmm. um however aligning himself with the woman who i mean let's just face facts everyone probably knows she took out the lord ruler right Mm -hmm. it would solidify his power in a way that makes him uh unquestionably the 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 man right the man yeah because he has um, the person he's married to the person that took out the lord reward. Yeah. right uh so I, again great question man alex that's an incredible question i i really i'd have to put more thought into that um hmm. uh that i, I can tail I really off of that i yeah. just tailing off of that like i feel like elon is kind of a hopeless romantic he's very smart he he's, is. he's yeah. very knowledgeable but like i think it's part part power play part timing part hopeless romantic like he loves he loves vin they mm-hmm. love each other they do some things have changed but yeah. part of that change is he is now king yeah and like Elando said vin killed the lord ruler and he's like oh my god like i love her too like this is an awesome scenario to be in i should propose right now right i, I think it's a, a mix of maybe of a few different things um yeah Man, what a That's a question. really good question. Great question. I, re- I really wish I had a straight answer on that, but I'd never even thought about the dy- dynamics of that. Um, yeah. There's a political power play to it, but there's also mm. personal feelings that go into that. Sure. Um, yeah. And, th- and let's also put in the context of the fact that they're both young, mm-hmm. you know, yep. so the, di- the dynamics are just so yeah. muddled there. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have a straight answer for you on that one. I, I only have an opinion about that. I could see if, if if it comes out either way, I wouldn't be surprised either way. If it was for love mm-hmm. or if it was for a power play, mm-hmm. both would make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Not sleeping for another night. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So favorite character from this chap- these chapters? Mm, favorite character? Mm-hmm. Shoot, I can't even use uh, my boy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. The thought of Caesar. The thought of Caesar. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> He's there in our the hearts. Oh, man. Caesar's <laughs> in our he, hearts. He's trying. <laughs> I don't think he's even mentioned these, these chapters. I don't, I don't think he um, was, uh, Yeah. If we're going off strictly mentioned, like, I don't I don't know. I know you mentioned, you he was mentioned in the very beginning when they are going through, like, where Docs is, where's Breeze, where's... Yeah, I think they mentioned that Caesar's I'm going to go ahead and go with the Watcher. The Watcher. Okay. I'm going to go with the Watcher because, I mean, right saving, now. Saving Vin, being mysterious. He's an unknown. He saved Vin. Um, he's out there. I don't know what his motivations are, but uh, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and put it out to him because, if nothing else, he's a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Definitely. yeah. I'm going to watch her. Who's the second? Who's the king that we were talking about? The Western Dominance King. I'm going to uh, go with him. Set, Cat set, C E T. I think it's pronounced set in the audiobook version, but yeah. Because okay. so. he this is the first time we've we've heard of him, and he's okay. I don't know. The There's a lot of unknowns. I kind of like that. We're gonna go oh, so set. he might be behind the scenes, the machinations guy, right? So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good choice. I like you it. Can't pick Ben. Can't pick Ben. Can't, can't pick Elon. Okay. What about you, Alan? What about you, Alex? Uh, banana bread. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent all the way. That was mentioned. It's the real MVP. The real, the real, the real MVP. <laughs> banana bread. I know what you're doing as soon as banana we go off bread stream. Ruler. Oh, I'm gonna eat a ton of banana bread. I'm going to the <laughs> The Contra. That's a good pick, Zul. Okay. Zul said yeah. the Contra. Huh? That's one of the Contra. Was the Contra? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, next time, next week, we'll be doing uh, three chapters, four, five, and six. Right. Um, so three more chapters. So, um, yeah. And thank you, Alex, so much for coming on. Yeah, Tell thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Alex. How can people find your podcast? How can people find you guys? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I had a blast uh, talking Miss Warren with you guys. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at A underscore heroes underscore journey. And we're on um, all the podcasting apps at a hero's journey cool cool yeah go check them out guys uh it's actually uh if you guys want to go and listen to the fires of heaven one i I think that was the best one they've done uh because i was on it uh (laughs) we knew you were going there alan come on no they they do they they, it actually is really interesting stuff and i like the way they do as a debate so like they go through and uh you know one person takes like the 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 against and for and they argue for the point forward against and usually one gets completely destroyed um and and, uh oh if it's obvious at least at least the ones i've listened to like it's uh there's usually someone gets pretty pretty destroyed in their arguments just like two men enter one man leaves oh no (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah i'll bring my dueling cane Oh, yeah, hey. Oh, Bingo. Yes. <laughs> now you're forcing it. Now you're forcing it. I wasn't trying to. I just, it was either that well, or my. You were uh, trying, then you didn't force it. So. Yeah, sure. It was either that or my plate mail. My Dylan Kane. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Good old Dylan Kane. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah. So, how we can be found, uh, thecosmereads.com is our website has links to everything including our podcast uh we can find all the different platforms there but also links to the will of reads discord which the cosmic reads has a section on there 
Um, also, uh, we have merchandise as well. So, um, and a, a million different designs that hopefully be added one day. Uh, we're creating more designs every show. So we'll see how much merch we actually end up having. It might end up being a, a very large store before this is all over with. <laughs> That's right. Go check it out. Oh, uh, yeah. You find links from our website to our merchandise. Uh, also, we're on Patreon. If you want to support us in any kind of way, uh, that does help for giveaways, for equipment, all sorts of fun things, uh, buying books and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Um, like us, subscribe, all that good stuff. And um, that's all I got for this week. So, see y'all next time. Scott's thing. Scott's, Scott's thing. Fresh. Thank you for listening to The Cosmere Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>